Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight Number Diet Center. I read a recent article in Forbes by um, by a fellow named Bruce Lee. Um, no relation to the actor. Uh, he wrote about how choosing a weight loss program is like choosing a spouse. Uh, he said, you know, you want to know what will happen over the long haul, not just you know over one night, several weeks, or several months. You know, thus. Losing weight, you know, should not be the ultimate goal of a weight loss program, just as getting married should not be the end goal of dating. Uh, you know, if the latter were the case, everybody would be trying to marry as often as possible. Uh, no, the goal of, of, of a weight loss program should be longer term. I mean, maintaining a new, healthier weight. And that's why so many advertised weight loss programs are like, you know, a month-long marriages. I mean, they may momentarily change your life. They may annoy your friends. They may leave you, you know, feeling ill and light in your wallet, you know, depending on your marriage. But in the end, you're right back where you started. Maintaining weight loss is a lot harder than losing weight. I tell clients that all the time. Losing weight is not the hard part. Maintaining it is. The real work comes at the maintaining, not the losing. One of the reasons many people regain their weight, aside from, you know, not getting to an ideal weight in the first place, um, you know, can be linked to something that's called homeostasis from, from both your brain and your body. Homeostasis is, is, is your brain's and your body's mechanism to, to maintain the status quo, uh, to keeping operating efficiently and to resist change. Normally, homeostasis is great. I mean, from your brain standpoint, homeostasis manifests itself as habits. Habits help help you learn and, you know, get better at doing things so that you don't have to waste time thinking about what's supposed to be, you know, routine. I mean, imagine if every morning, you know, you had to, you had to approach a toilet and ask yourself, you know, what do I do here again? I mean, from your body's standpoint, homeostasis, again, manifests as your cells, as your organs and your physiology's mechanisms to protect against disruptions, injuries, or shocks. So once an adult, uh, excuse me, once an insult uh, to your to your body occurs, your body quickly tries to get back to where it was previously. That's why, for example, you know our wounds and muscle tears heal. Okay. The problem is when you really need to change, homeostasis can get in the way. Your brain and your body may view weight loss you know, as a shock to the system and then try to restore what once was. And so, yes, in that way, you and your body are both smart and stupid at the same time, if you will. That's why um, weight loss program advertisements, you know, that just tout weight loss over several weeks or, you know, even several months, they're not telling you the full story. The question is, what happens a year, two years or several years down the road? I mean, again, losing weight and maintaining weight loss are two completely different things. Changing behavior homeostasis or habits has to be a central part of your weight loss effort. And when it comes to changing habits, I mean, the longer the intervention, the better. And you can't assert, you can't, you can't equate the word long with quick fixes, okay? The goal is changing the paradigm or the rule that is reinforcing behaviors contributing to your weight. You have to have time to practice new behavior. You have for, well, first to learn them and then to practice them, you know, like, like teaching the piano. 
I mean, indeed, you know, several weeks or even several months isn't long enough to really learn new behaviors, whether the piano, learning French, tennis, uh, you know, taking tennis lessons, or how to communicate with your significant other. There, there just isn't enough time to test your skills. The question is, can you maintain new behaviors over longer stretches that include bumps on the road, such as holidays, changes in your job, uh, relationship difficulties, illness, uh, different seasons, etc. The question is, when you stumble off the path, which of course will happen, uh, will you and how quickly can you get back onto the, onto the path? So when I work with a client, one of the things that I'm always trying to do uh, is, of course, is to help them change the way they think. The way you think determines how you feel. The way you feel determines what you do and how you do it. I, I want to just give you just a few examples of, you know, cognitive styles or, or the ways of thinking that, you know, can really impede, uh, slow down achieving and maintaining weight loss. One um, is all or nothing thinking. I mean, this is when you think that there are only two options, success or failure. And this is pretty much with anything else in life as well. When you think that way, it, it absolutely sets you up to violate the rule that you yourself set, and then you feel like a failure. I mean, for example, if you aim for a one-pound weight loss, okay, in any given week, or two-pound weight loss, but you, but you only lost a half a pound, or if you declared that you would never ever eat a brownie again. That's it. They're out of my life. I'm never eating again. And then you ate one. I mean, you might feel like a failure. You know, you drown your sorrows in a pint of ice cream and you give up. Instead, congratulate yourself on, on the partial victories. You lost a half a pound. You cut down your brownie eating. Number two, overgeneralization. In this case, you take one fact and then overinterpret or overapply it. This is the I'll always, I'll never syndrome. For example, you gain one pound a week after losing two, or you regain five pounds after 60 and may convince you that the whole trip was wasted and that you'll never be able to keep off your weight. Instead, you should realize that circumstances and times can be different. I mean, what happened once or even several times won't necessarily happen again. Number three, selective filtering or negative filtering. Um, here, you only pay attention to the negative. You know, for example, if you planned, say, to exercise four days a week, but you only managed to get to the gym three days, focusing on that one day missed, I mean, can result in discouragement and potentially quitting altogether. And I have seen this quite a few times. Um, and on the other hand, however, the flip side is, is also bad. And the flip side is overly positive thinking. Now, with apologies to both, you know, uh, Norman Vincent Peale and Bobby McFerrin, you know, I, I must say that the power of positive thinking and don't worry, be happy can actually hurt. Being optimistic all the time, it, it, it's, it's unrealistic and you could mask, you know, the true struggles and challenges in life to yourself and to others, preventing real problem solving. Real life is imperfect and discussing and working through the bumps in the road is important. When someone tells you that everything is great all the time, I mean, really, let's face it, that's when you have to worry about him or her, right? So, of course, you know, look, your way of thinking is not the only thing contributing to your weight. The individual and, indiv you know, the individual uh, decision-making are not the only reasons a person struggles with their weight. I mean, obesity is, um, it's a systems problem. As your genetics, biology, family, friends, peers, coworkers, job, you know, your food environment, your physical activity, 
uh, environment, your financial resources or lack thereof, and you know other systems uh, around you affect your weight. All of these have made you know the global obesity epidemic, you know such what it as it is, and also as was pointed out in this article that I read, the, the body's homeostasis mechanisms and, and the systems are still not very well known. You know, I, I guess, you know, there's much more research in weight loss efforts needs to uh, address and account for the body's homeostasis. So therefore, when you, when choosing a weight loss program, you, you got to view it more like a marriage, okay? I mean, ignore the short-term promises. Everything might look great on the first couple of dates, so to speak. Determine whether it will work for you in the long term. See if it can make sustainable, positive changes in your life. Be prepared to invest substantial time and effort and sometimes money. I mean, realize that how it, how it fits in with the other systems and interventions that are in and all around you. Check if the people in your life around you support your decision. And remember um, that the cost savings, and the health benefits of the better results will always outweigh the added expense of the longer program. And that, my friends, is my Fat Chat uh, for today. If you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff I provide to my clients, please visit my website at laurieboxer.com and take a look around. My Fat Chat podcast and blog posts are issued weekly. You can sign up to receive them via email. You can also connect with me through the social network icons you'll see at the site. Until next week, I'm Laurie Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. 